You want to uh, you want an update on our uh, poll question there, Egan? Chris Egan from King Five News is here. Best music, by the way, your show. Yeah, well, we try to spice it up a little bit. Um, all right, you want an update poll question? Obviously, Joe Kralik, the best thing to come out of Puyallup. I don't think anyone disputes that. The second best thing to come out of Puyallup. Uh, right now, Chris Egan, 40%. But the Carnies from the fair are making a run at they're you, They're making sir. a run. 34% right now. They, they have come up quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Luke Heward, a distant third at 16%, as you know, the best Heward to ever come out of that family. And then 10% saying Bill Quorum's Nissan. Yeah, right in, uh, that's just right after the Tiffany skate-in area. <laughs> there used to be a bridge over there. <laughs> sure there was. Uh, we're in Puyallup. We all have our spot, right? Yeah. Uh, ours was the platform. If anyone grew and went to Kent Ridge High School, if they remember the, uh, and it's actually right by my house, it was an easy uh, move for me. I could actually walk there, the platform, under the power lines where you would do all, all your weird stuff. Uh, so that was the platform for us. <laughs> Why are you laughing at you? Where we all drank forty, all your weird, yeah, stuff. weird stuff. You drank forties and got weird. Where, where was the weird spot in Puyallup? It's, ch- I think it's changed through the years. I know, but what was your spot? It used to be like the raspberry fields, <laughs> the raspberry love loves berry fields, which I think are now oh. car lots. Oh, those are now ra- gone. Raspberry fields. We used to what? hang out a lot after our big basketball games at Hoagie's Corner. Oh my god! Pick up a cheesy British after oh. a big game. I. Talk about how Tory Hunter shake and bake right by me. <laughs> here's the th- here's the thing. I always thought that the uh, the Hoagies Corner was only um, a Renton thing or a Kent thing. It was no. in Kent by our high school. I didn't think there were I didn't think there were chains statewide of the Hoagies Corner. I never knew that, and so I always thought right by uh, by Kent Ridge where I went that that was the only place you could get the cheesy British. Now is there are they around anymore? I have not seen a Hoagie's Corner. I, I've heard there are some delis uh, throughout the state. And you'll have to ask your uh, listeners uh, that you can still find a cheesy British. I think someone, and I think that what they, and if I know our listeners here on the text line, they'll tell us at four nine four five one. I think there's a place. I don't know if it's a Hoagie's Corner, but I think there's a place in West Seattle that still serves the cheesy British. a cheesy British. Like it's in West Seattle, like south on the edge of White Center, I think. But I think there's a place down there that still serves a cheesy British. God, that was a good sandwich. Good sandwich, you did. Wasn't it? Mm. Speaking Mm-mm. of good sandwiches, Lunch with Listeners brought to you by the Other Coast Cafe coming up uh, at noon. We're going to ask you simple, a simple question with the Mariners. Best word to describe uh, the uh, Mariners. Uh, also, Brad Adam of Root Sports is coming up here at 1120. Thanks to uh, John Howie Steak. We got, what, the second week OTAs for the Seahawks. 100 oh. days, Jason, until the start of the NFL. Oh, let's count 100 it down. 100 days. What are, uh, we'll do storyline number one today, and we'll count down your 100, 100 storylines of football. Where's Earl Thomas's head at right now? He's not there. Voluntary workout. <laughs> let's freak out. Frank Clark, not there. That's, Bad that's tomorrow. That's storyline two, yeah, Frank Storyline tomorrow. Yeah, storyline number two tomorrow is Frank uh, Clark's a bad teammate because he wasn't at a voluntary workout. Um, so we got the Seahawks. You got... Um, UW softball. Oh, we saved that for softy. That's softy. Yeah, we, we are ordered that we can't talk anything about UW softball or Heather Tarr. Softy has to talk about that. I think that. Heather Tarr is the coach. Yeah, oh, yeah, Heather Tarr. Um, 
Yeah, we'll save that for Softy because he's okay. a huge UW softball supporter. So is he going to be heading his. out to the? Uh, he, I think he is. I think they're taking the show on the road, Oklahoma City. They're by going the way. to Oklahoma City. They're taking uh, for. I don't know if that we should have announced that yet, but I think yeah, he's you he's just, going on you the just road. Did. <laughs> he's going on the road to go follow to go follow the team. All right. So where, where were your eyes at last night? Uh, was it on Game One of the Stanley Cup Finals or was it on Game Seven of the Western Conference Finals? As you know, Egan. There's nothing like a Game 7 in the NBA. Well, I will tell you this. My eyes uh, all day long were going to be focused on that Game 7 of basketball. But yeah. I, I'm watching baseball, and I'm, the, the Twitter world is blowing up about oh. the introduction <laughs> for the Las Vegas Golden Knights. I, what the hell and was I'm, that? And I, I'm getting all these people like, oh, my gosh, this introduction is incredible. Oh, my God, am I watching Game of Thrones? This is Lord of the Rings. This is absolutely it, it awesome. Was, it was dinner theater. And this is, you have to give some credit to the NHL, Las Vegas, NBC. Uh, Hockey's a very old school sport, as you know. (laughs) I mean, but to have an introduction like this where you have people talking about it the next day, I mean, it's blowing up. It was trending worldwide on Twitter. It was like a a show before the show. I thought that was awesome for Las Vegas. It's, It's great what this team is doing. I was down in Vegas during their run in the Western Conference Finals to see how this city has just got behind this team. Uh, it, it, I loved it, but my eyes were going to Game 7. I was yeah. going to watch a little of the hockey, then I was going to get to Game 7 because for me, I love I love Curry. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm just... Yeah, yeah. In, in, whether you like Durant or, or Green or, or your guy Clay Clay from Washington State, I love the way Curry that plays. That game was so crazy last night because I mean he gets first the first foul on him was terrible. That, yeah. He didn't even touch. He didn't even touch hard. But he gets three fouls in like fifty five seconds. I mean it's on it's out of control. And then he picks up the fourth right away in the second right half. Right away. In the, but for him to to play the game that he played in the second half, dealing with that foul trouble was was amazing. Because I remember I said to my wife, I said uh, I said uh, CEO. Listen, the uh, the one guy that always comes through in these big games, because he did in Game Six too, but is usually Clay. For some reason, he just kind of, even though he's not the best player on the team, he usually comes through huge in these situations. And she's like, "Way to go, you dipstick! You just you just jinxed him. All these fouls that he picked up, but him to keep at it and be able to play through that foul trouble and hit some incredibly tough shots. I mean, that third quarter." Um, you know, if if you're one of these people, oh, I tune out basketball now. Screw the NBA. Well, all right, it had like a ten five rating. Yeah, maybe 17, you did seventeen million people yeah. watched. So people were watching. People were watching a lot. At, at what point, if you're the Houston Rockets, do you not? And, and I'm not an NBA. Coach, I think after the seventeenth in a row, you missed. Do you call a timeout and look at Trevor Ariza and say you're not dropping today? Let's let's go play some defense. How about drive let's, to the hole? Let's drive to the hole. You start. You were a star guard at the Roger Rams. But, but, I believe all state. Puyall Vikings. Oh, Puyall daughters Vikings. at Rogers. That's right. But that's at one, everybody's been in this situation before. The shot's not dropping. Find another way to impact the game, whether it's defense, passing, driving the hole, something else. When you when you are at zero for six from the outside, that's a point. Right. You know what? Let's pass it around. Let's pass, you, one more pass. This is what does drive me crazy about the NBA is the, you know, these postseason the the postseason awards. So James Harden's going to be the MVP in June, right? But he wasn't last night but when it mattered is, the most. This is what you have to factor in the playoffs. You have to. I mean, it's part of it because that's it's the biggest part the of the season, yes, right? Of course it is. And he's going to have a LeBron James. Let's say LeBron wins. Let's say for God, LeBron and the Pips win the NBA Finals. 
with with you know th- this crew that he's got. I think it's better than people give it credit for. Oh, I do too. But it's still not. It's not what the Warriors are. But I still think that they, he's got some good players with him that I think people really undervalue a ton. But they're a good kind of role players. And when they get going, I mean, Jeff Green is a good basketball mm-hmm. player. And the played only, 41 minutes in Game 7. Yeah, the only thing that's ever stopped Jeff Green in the was his health. This guy had open-heart surgery, for crying out loud. Kyle Corver can hit some big shots. I think Jordan Clarkson is, is a good basketball player. He's a good guy coming off your bench. But um, it's that he wins. Let's say the Cavs win. You're going to tell me LeBron James is going to be like, and he'll be the finals MVP. Oh, yeah. But he's not the MVP of the league, and we're going to give it to James Harden? Which is a total joke. I mean, come on. Yeah. you got to wait. There's no way James Harden should be the MVP it, of this league I after that performance. Yeah, it was tough to see Chris Paul not playing last night. It was on, terrible. It's awful. You, know, you, you, you want their best team out there, and I think that would have been a big difference. I think a guy like that, a leader, would have kind of got his team together in that speculate. third quarter. They'd probably win game seven yeah. if he plays. Yeah, he's out there. He He's not letting Trevor Ariza shoot 11 three-pointers from, from the corner and missing every single one of them. Are you tired of it? Because everyone, that's what I keep hearing from the... No, know, I'm not. I, I Football guy and baseball guy, and I lump them in together because I think they're the same. Uh, it just how idiotic they can be at times. That oh, this is just bad for the sport. We can't. How have, is it bad we, for the sport when the ratings continue to climb? You you've got drama. Two teams going head to head. I mean, it's like okay. Could you in the beginning of the year could you predict that these two teams would be in the finals again? Well, yeah. It's what everyone. It's what I wanted to see again. I, I mean, mean, I want to see them play one more time. I mean, and and then the other thing about it too is. The league has always been about these dynasties. It has always been this way. From the Celtics early on to the Lakers in their run. The Pistons. To to the Pistons, to the Lakers and Celtics again in the 80s, to what the Bulls did, to what the Spurs have done. This league has always been about this. Now, it's the first time that that two teams have met four times, but come on, this this has always been part of the NBA's DNA. And if you're a basketball or just a sports fan, would you want to see Houston play Cleveland? I'm going to be honest with you. I I, I don't know if I would be as excited as that one as no. I, I I am pumped up. I'm like looking at the schedule of last course. night. When are they going to be playing? Right, let me ask you. We we had this debate when it came when it came to um with Tom Brady. So okay, our okay. So everyone, every person that's mad at basketball, are they doing the same show when New England wraps up another AFC and plays in the Super Bowl? Because by my count, in the last 17 years, they've played in the Super Bowl eight times. Has that been bad for the sport? No. no. And this is a sport that's supposed to be all about parity, about all these teams getting chances to play in. They've been in the damn thing, what, three of the last four years, I believe. Uh, you know, when they played uh, Jacksonville, I wanted New England to win. I didn't want to see Jacksonville in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Uh-oh. You're breaking news? Uh-oh. Breaking news, guys. Some breaking oh, news boy. to share. Oh, what do we got? All right. Via Brandon Marshall's Instagram page. Okay. okay. And also via his agent. Are you sure? Because last time you did breaking news, you got it completely wrong. Well, I, I'm, I'm <laughs> right now we're working off the actual player and the actual player's posting. He posts to Instagram pictures of him in Seahawks gear saying... Always wanted to play in front of these fans at Seahawks. Let's go. Wow. 
Brandon Marshall appears to be a new so, member of your Seattle Seahawks. An aging wide receiver with a history of being an idiot in the locker room. We've had that before. Well, okay. If you wanted to make the locker room less interesting, I guess it just got more interesting. I don't know. It just, this doesn't do much for me. It really doesn't. But it is breaking news. It is breaking news. Good job, Jax. Way to be on the breaking news alert text. Brad and Marshall, apparently a deal uh, with the Seahawks. Brad Adam of Root Sports is going to join us next, courtesy of John Howie Steak. We're going to ask him, how in the world do the Mariners keep winning? It's time for our weekly conversation with Root Sports, Brad Adam. Brought to you by John Howie Steak, when nothing but the best will do. Now with Brad Adam, here's Puck and the Gas Man. No gas today, but oh, I would say the best sports anchor in the city, Chris Egan. He may be number two at King, but he's number one in our hearts. Chris Egan uh, is in with us for the Gas Man. Again, the breaking news, Brandon Marshall has... uh, Nothing official yet from uh, the Seahawks, but everyone else reporting it now. Well, everyone is reporting that Brandon Marshall has signed per his Instagram account. Yeah. That's what it's come to reporting in 2018. Have you confirmed a source? No, but his Instagram account says he has signed with the Seahawks. That happened to be once at King. Uh, the news director came up to me about well, six years ago and says, Egan, how come you couldn't break that? And I said, well, because the player did on his Twitter account. And they, he looked at me like, you just still couldn't get it. I <laughs> Once again, the player, the player on his uh, Twitter and Instagram. Account. So unless I was at the player's house yeah. in the kitchen as he was tweeting, that would have been the only way. Felty, what? Now you have, the you have per- a concerned look yeah, on your perhaps face. Perhaps the most concerning thing about this is that yeah. in his Instagram posts, he's wearing an Action Green Fan oh, Twelve T-shirt. Yeah, oh, we're not. Yeah, he needs to stop uh, that. Those aren't coming back. Those are the worst uniforms ever yeah. created. By the way, we have not seen anything teal. From the Mariners this year, okay. uh, yeah, that's right? true. Keep I don't the think... teal away. Yeah, I know. I am with you. No more, no teal. I want we don't the need old the teal. School. I want the trident back or the star? You know, I want. I want that back. All right, joining us on the uh, Beacon Plumbing Hotline, uh, Brad Adam uh, joins us from Root Sports, uh, courtesy of John Howie Steak. They say, Egan, when nothing but the best will do, John Howie Steak. Remember, at twelve twenty, we're going to pay off something that Brad said. What did Brad say? Uh, your chance to win 50 and, bucks from John Howie. And, Puckett, that's pretty much the same lingo for Brad Adams' shampoo. <laughs> <laughs> Do, yeah. Hey, Egan, how you doing? I'm doing well. Brad and I, we get along great, but Brad Adams' um, hair uh, on Twitter and I used to get in some battles on Twitter yeah, before. Yeah, you, poked, you I mean, poked the bear a little I bit. I poked the bear, yeah, and there was something on Twitter called Brad Adams' hair, yeah. and it would like 11.30 at night. Oh, you can have it a bad hair day. Brad's not. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys get jealous like uh, you and uh, Sylvie? Oh, yeah. Uh, Ferrari. Who else? I'm going to miss. Um, Levine. Levine. For our own Ian Furness. Ian, yeah. And now, Channel yeah. 7's not doing sports, right? They got uh, David over there. Okay, so he does David. does the weekends. Yep. All right. So, are you guys all jealous of Brad's hair? I will admit yes. on radio, yes, I am. The others may not admit freely, but I will. Uh, Furness of that group is the only one that has a nice, good. He's got salad. a good, yeah. But but yeah, Brad's using a shampoo a nice conditioner look. that just gets yeah. it sparkling every night. Yeah, it's wonderful. I mean, even Ryan Roland Smith has good hair, but yeah. when he's sitting next to Brad, hmm. doesn't look. You know, it's just not shiny. <laughs> How was your Memorial Day weekend? Oh, uh, guys, it was good. We saw a lot of wins at Safeco. Um, Family got out yesterday. Friends have a boat. They were able to get out and do oh. the um, 
what is it that kids are doing now that the um, surfing, wake surfing, oh, yeah. uh, wake yeah. surfing? Wake surfing, sure, that? yeah. So they got to do that, sure. That's, that's, you know, that's what they do while, while I work. I uh, came home and then uh, had a nice little barbecue with dad and uh, stepmom. You know, no boat, but uh, they got a puppy, so I got to play with a puppy. And it didn't pee all over me, so it was a win-win for Are me. Are you excited for the puppy? I, I sense a tone of, I'm not really fired well, up for the puppy. No, I'm, I'm fired up for their puppy. My girls now want a puppy. Oh. And do you guys have dogs? Because you both have kids. I do, have I do. I, have a, I have a six-year-old uh, lab, right. uh, half, half lab, half Springer Spaniel. We, okay. did, we did have did dogs, he... but our youngest got uh, eczema, bad eczema, so we thought it may have something yep. to do with the dog, so... So, so Egan killed the dog in the Puyallup River. So yeah, that's the end of that story. Yeah. So we got a we got a we got a hamster, and nothing excites me more <laughs> than a hamster in a ball. There. Yeah. Does. Hey, look at so him go on that wheel. They they say they're old enough to help. You know, they're twelve, ten, and nine. I don't know. Do kids would kids help with yeah. the dog at all? Oh, my! Okay. I'm a nine year old, and when she was seven, yeah. I made I made her take the dog out, and then she'd mm-hmm. pull her. But yeah, walk it around the block, pick up the poop. Right. Yeah, we sure. Yeah, they oh, can. Yeah. Help. Okay. Because I like turning to my wife and say, all right, we can get a puppy, no problem. I'll just uh, go on every road trip and have you deal with it in housebreak, and, and then I'll come home and it'll be fine. And bring those plastic bags with you when you're going around the neighborhood. Yeah. Nobody nobody <laughs> wants that bad dog owner. Don't be, and don't be the guy bag. that doesn't have the bag, yeah. and then they get caught without right. the bag, and then they do the look around, yeah. and then reach it in their pocket, like, oh, it's in here somewhere. I don't have it. Have the bag. And then they're doing the foot kick in the street to yeah. put it out in the street. Nobody <laughs> likes that dog owner. Nobody <laughs> that guy, Brad. <laughs> Um, well, you, we're right, going to ask, well. ask people at noon to, a one word to describe this team right now. What would be your one word oh, to describe the one, Mariners? Um, wow. Um, oh, you can resilient? use wow. How about wow? Yeah, wow is not bad, actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was going to say resilient and wow. That's kind of boring. Just wow, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just, um, boy, Trying to think of other ones that it's uh, confounding. I mean, it's just it, not nothing really makes sense, and that's kind of the beauty of it. You well, know, I, I think, mean, I, I listened to Egan earlier say, I mean, it, you're right. I mean, just let's just enjoy it, right? Don't make sense of it. Just enjoy the wins. Well, you mentioned resilient, and and I think that's a great word because I go back to that when when Cano, you know, was ruled out to the injury, and then the announcement, and then they've been eleven and three since, and they're sixteen and eight, Brad, in those one run games, and and that's a right. that, that's a resilient team right there. How are they doing it? You're watching it up close and personal, and one run games are not easy. Everything kind of has to go right. To, you know, different guys have to step up different nights. How are they doing in your mind? Well, that, that's one big point, Chris, is that every guy, uh, different guys do step up, and we've seen it all over the weekend. We saw Zanino with the home run. We saw Healy with the big hit. We saw Seeger with the big hit. Uh, different guys come, and Nelson Cruz finally got an RBI single. You hope he starts hitting. But different guys are coming up and coming through in late-ending situations. You keep winning those games. There's a confidence. Uh, two other reasons, a little bit overlooked, is the defense has been really good. Even without Cano and Gordon, Heredia has been good in center, and Kyle Seeger is back to playing, you know, unbelievable Gold Glove defense at third. So the defense has been uh, really good, playing clean games, not giving the opponents uh, extra at bats, uh, extra runs, and the pitching has been, you know, something that I don't think anybody thought it would be because going into the year, everybody said, "I like the lineup; they're going to score. Diaz is good. The bullpen's fine, but the starting pitching is going to be rough." But they have been fantastic in five weeks and the bullpen's the best best bullpen in the month of may earn run average you know just just about one and now adding 
collimate of that mix. I mean, defense, timely hitting, and pitching. You know, that's kind of really hard to get going all at the same time, but that's what the Mariners have done. And the, the crazy thing, and again, Brad Adam from Root Sports joining us, uh, thanks to uh, the good folks at John Howie Steak for making this uh, happen every single week for us. Remember, we're going to give away 50 bucks to John Howie Steak coming up at 1220. What did Brad say? You have to be one of the callers with the correct answer. You're going to win 50 bucks to John Howie Steak. You know, the two biggest storylines that we touched on this earlier was are the question marks for the bullpen and then the starting rotation. Well, then you look at this thing. The bullpen's given up one earned run in the last 27 innings. That's the last nine games. They've got the third best earned run average uh, overall pitching staff uh, in the American League since April 24th. And they're not really getting much from their offense. I mean, in these four games, what, what do they have? Six, nine, 11 runs they've scored in, these, in this four-game winning streak. Mm-hmm. Their offense hasn't done much for a while. I mean, you kind of have to go back to that Detroit game, which they scored seven runs. But it, it, we thought there would never be any question marks about the offense. It would be about the pitching. And I think you said it mm-hmm. moments ago, Brad, The the it's what makes sports kind of fun, unexpected, are some of these storylines. This pitching staff, who we all thought was going to be terrible right now, mm-hmm. uh, has been excellent. And it's been excellent with Felix Hernandez, your you know so-called mm-hmm. ace for the last eleven last eleven years, having an earn run average at you know five and a half. He's your your fifth starter. Your your you know number wise, your worst starter right now. I mean, think about you know what Wade LeBlanc has done, what Marco Gonzalez has done, not giving up an earned run his last three starts. Uh, Paxton has kind of ascended to. Ace, one of the best pitchers in the league. We kind of, you know, we're kind of waiting for that to see if it would really happen with his stuff and his confidence and his health. But that's all come together. Uh, Mike Leake has been pretty consistent. Uh, the, the schedule's been favorable. I understand that through May, a lot of teams with losing records. But you know, to withstand the amount of injuries that they've had to withstand and go through, um, offense obviously it's going to take some hits. Um, but they're still getting it done again with Cruz and Seager hitting two twenty. So, you know, you get Segura back tonight, I think, and hopefully D. Gordon Thursday. Uh, you hope the offense kind of picks it up again. And if they continue to pitch, man, this is going to be a fun summer. And just, again, just enjoy it. Brad, talk a little bit about the trade. Uh, Puckett and I talked about it earlier. I love the trade. Uh, but you, you've got the number one closer in baseball right now, Eddie Diaz, 19 saves. And then you, you go up and pick up a closer and you pick up Denard Span. Your thoughts on this trade and what it does to this team? Well, I think it was obviously a, a good trade, and to get it done early helps tremendously. To get these guys for two extra months before the trade deadline was huge. Um, you see teams throughout baseball, Tampa obviously being one of them, that they're just kind of you know sell mode, giving up now after 50-some-odd games, which is a little bit surprising, and that's, I think, a little problem that baseball has. But Mariners and Jerry DePoto are able to take advantage of that, which is great. Now, Colomay can close, as he did on Sunday, Saturday, I'll get my days mixed up, Sunday, mm-hmm. and then eighth inning uh, roll, he'll set up as he did yesterday. It moves Nicasio back to maybe the sixth or seventh, a guy who can go multiple innings. Uh, you can fire out an Alta Villa in the sixth as opposed to seventh or eighth inning. So guys kind of slide back an inning, which helps them. Um, and the way that the starters have been going, I mean, you can really shorten a game. With Pazos has been dominant, and then with – with Colomay and Diaz, I mean, if you get six, you know, five and two-thirds out of the starters, I mean, you're right back to what, what Cleveland did, you know, last year getting to the, to the World Series. And Span's going to help a lot in the outfield, mm-hmm. not just because uh, a veteran guy, lefty, which they need, 
knows how to hit, gets on base, but also can play some center when you need to spell Heredia against a tough righty. They still don't think Heredia is an everyday guy, although he's been on a great streak, so he has to keep playing. I get that. And Gamble's a nice guy to work into the rotation. So Gamble, Heredia, don't get overexposed. you got Stan to help out. It's a nice mix out there. Uh, Gordon, when he comes back, plays second. So they get better offensively, defensively. So the trade helps out. And also in the clubhouse. When the trade went down, I talked to a couple guys right away, and they just said, we just got better. Mm -hmm. So they know they're all in, and they feel good. And they know that that they still have around $7 million for the trade deadline for Jerry to play with to go get another starter if they need it. Yeah, so win-win, big time. Yeah, and that's right, Brad, because not only just another $7 million they can play with with the money from Cano, but but on top of that. I mean, if, if, if Stanton and company want to open it up and say, you know what, on top of that $7 million, we here's we can we can provide you another three million, four million, five million, whatever it sure. is. I mean, there's no there's no cap in it. I mean, he can just he can decide. And the one thing that I that I do like about Stanton, I mean, he he is when you listen to him do an interview, and you guys have had him on, and, and Softy just had him on a couple of weeks ago or last week. He's a fan, and he's a passionate fan, and you can you can get the sense in his voice that the guy wants to win. Now, there's always can he overreact too much because you can be too close to the situation. But he's a guy that I think wants to desperately end this drought. So if he, I think if he wants to spend some extra money, I think other than the previous regime, I think he's willing to do it and willing to spend. And spending, I don't think, has ever been an issue uh, with this ball club. So I think the, the way why I'm so excited about the move is they did it so early, and they still have money now in about a month from now if they want to do something mm-hmm. else, which they probably will, they can still do it again when another team or two drops out of the of the running for a playoff spot. Sure, and look no further than the tonight's opponent, the Texas Rangers. Mm-hmm. You know they're going to trade Cole Hamels, which right. is, you know do you know is it, what is he making twenty two, twenty three million? So uh, I don't know how many teams willing to take that on, but I think you're right. I think the Mariners, you know, could be one of the teams to do that. And I think John Stanton, you're right. He's he's been involved with the Mariners for so long. And he knows about the drought. He wants to end it desperately. They all do, and and I think adding payroll um, is something that, that that you're right. I think they will do if they stay in this thing, which I think they will up into the deadline. I mean, I'm excited about you know what they can get. Maybe you can move uh, LeBlanc to the the bullpen. Mm. Still use him. You got maybe another starter for Hamels or somebody else that becomes available. Um, you know that Jerry will do something. And what also this trade does is it keeps Colome, who, as you guys mentioned, led the league in saves last year, keeps him away from the Angels, who mm-hmm. desperately need a closer. Mm-hmm. And is it, when you look at the standings, baseball is really separated. You know, I, I still think the Twins might have a chance just because they play in the Central, and the Central's god-awful. Mm-hmm. So they might get hot and get back in this. But right now, you're looking at Mariners and Angels for that second wild card. All right, Brad. You, and you... Go, ahead. go ahead. Sorry, sorry, Brad. Go ahead. No, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just saying, you, you take away Colome and the Angels – their clothes are out for the year. They don't have anybody to back into the bullpen. So, you know, that was a huge blow to them. So, uh, you know, and, and obviously helped the Mariners tremendously. Listen, let, let, let Brad finish his yeah. point over there, Egan, okay? Is Egan cutting me off? Yeah, well, I mean, cutting me off? I didn't know this rivalry. It's the Root and the Root Sports and King Five rivalry. And, you know, and here's the thing oh, about the rivalry. You know this, on. Brad and Egan. We've had, we've had some players move teams. 
Yeah. You know, between the Absolutely. two. And so there's wow. a bit of rivalry there. And, and there is a sure. it, it gets oh. it gets tense because there's some word that they want the building that King Five is in. Yeah, you're right. And sure. that, you know, we it, talked about that. Yeah, they're in there. Yeah. I want his desk. I'm gonna take some <laughs> Root wants to go all the way down and they want to go right up to Hooverville. I want to take over Hooverville. Exactly. That's a good little bar. Yeah, it's a great bar. Brad, you mentioned it LeBlanc. How yeah. how pleasant of surprise has Wade LeBlanc been for this team? Unbelievable. You, yeah. He did the same thing in 2016. You know, you look at his stuff, and you know, this year the Yankees let him go, and you're like, oh, yeah, I remember Wade LeBlanc. Sure, bring him in. Oh, he can give you a spot start because you need it because Erasmus hurt, and maybe I don't know when he's going to be back. But then, you know, five starts later, he's given up, what, three runs? And you're like, wow, this isn't quite what we expected out of the guy. But, you know, on, on such a great role, and a guy who, um, you know, we've talked about him before, who, who keeps saying that, it, you know, he's gotten by and keep and has kept fooling people for so long, he's going to keep doing it. You know, kind of very self-effacing. He knows he doesn't have, you know, the big-time wipeout stuff. But at the same time, he knows how to pitch and can throw hard enough to um, keep guys off all of his soft stuff. And he knows, you know, where to miss and, and how to change speeds and, and keep hitters guessing. You know, he throws... He's similar to Moyer, but it throws a little harder. But mm-hmm. but a veteran guy who's who's on a roll and, and just you know just been a godsend for these guys so far, and, and kind of goes into what everybody is kind of just doing right now, just doing enough to win. I think he's such a secret weapon, and I and I say this from from this point that this league, this sport has turned into hard throw fast, 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 fast. Who is the guy that can throw the hardest? Right. Ninety six, ninety seven, ninety eight. That is for some reason. Well, not for some reason. Because of that, it has gotten away from guys who can pitch like Wade LeBlanc and Jamie right. Moore. Or Marco. And, and Marco sure. Gonzalez. So I think when a, when an offense sees that, they're like, man, this is different than everything else we see sure. pretty much on a nightly basis. And I think plays and into what, their plays into their hand. Exactly. And what what else is great too, who does he follow in the rotation lately? James Paxton. Right. So you guys go from facing Paxton to this guy and you're like, man. That is not di- just different in velo, but different types of pitches and different locations. And uh, it, it's difficult for the guys to adjust. You're right. You, you don't get that pitcher who, you know, lives on the edges and knows how to pitch and, and doesn't just throw, you know, pump the zone with fastballs like you see uh, a lot of these young guys do. You're right. All right. Uh, one last thing for you. What's the connection between Seeger and Curry? What, what's going on? They have a history together, <laughs> Kyle Seeger and Steph Curry? It, it, it's my favorite. Um, I, uh, Kyle Seeger's story, and, and I like it when I like to break it out when Curry's in the finals because you know they're in every single year. Mm-hmm. So uh, back in high school, in North Carolina, and they're about the same age. So I want to say the same year, Seeger's senior year. It's a, uh, a tournament they're playing, and Steph Curry is a pretty big name. He's not like he is certainly now. Um, he wasn't a national recruit, but obviously a very good player in high school, and they knew of him. His team knew of Steph Curry, this guy. hadn't seen him play, averaging like 32 points a game. So. Obviously, they want to try to slow him down. He's, he's the main guy on the team. So Seeger guards him, right? And he's very proud of the fact that he holds Steph Curry under his average. And so I said, well, that's great, Seeger. How many did he score? And he said, he scored 30. <laughs> I said, well, you know, technically, that is holding him down, holding him under his average, 30, you know, 32. And then Seeger looks at me and says, you want to know the kicker to the story? And I said, yeah. He's like, he only played the first half. (laughs) (laughs) His team was up by so much. Uh, played the first. Now he he usually leaves that part out of the story (laughs) to make him sound better. But Curry, 
30 in the first half. Uh, <laughs> and, and quickly, speaking of basketball, Puck, uh, I don't know if you know this, because yeah. I've, I've done my research. I have highlights of pretty much everybody, even you when you're a little kid playing sports. Yeah. But Brad Adam used to be a big star basketball player. Starter, starter at Cal Lutheran in beautiful, I believe, Thousand Oaks, California. That is correct. Yeah, uh, that is correct. Brad, were you ever 0 for 11 in a game from three-point oh, range? Gosh. No, I would never be allowed to shoot that many yeah, times. At, at 0 for 5 or 0 for 6, oh. don't you think about maybe not shooting at that point? Yes, yes. Try to drive, try to you know go to the line, get something going offensively. I, you just don't keep jacking threes. Uh, I was very terrible. surprised at it was that. Terrible. Yeah. I mean, just go I, to the hole to, once or twice. Yeah, exactly. I never had the green light like those guys did, but mm. yeah, no chance. Nobody would. He was a baller Man. back then. Would the you ever talking. play in it? Well, you can't play in a picket Thank game you. with him because they can't. You oh know, my the, god! The broadcasters aren't allowed to play anymore because when I, Riz injured his arm yeah. and then uh, Sims blew his Achilles. I was and, at the Tacoma YMCA with the great Rod Simons, uh, oh, watching Ray. from up yeah. above. Oh now. Yeah. yeah! And Rod Simons yep. took an elbow to the nose. We were playing a pickup game, and he Ooh. stopped the game. And he goes, "Guys, got to be clear here." I'm on KSDW. I'm the sports guy. Let's keep the elbows down. The money maker. He goes, let's keep the, the elbows maker. down, all right? His face gets a lot of money, so keep it down. All right, I buddy. Wanna, hey, one-on-one, I want a one-on-one game with Egan. All um, right, we'll set it up for charity. Yeah, up to three. Love I get it. tired. I get tired if it gets deep in the game. It gets a little winded, Brad. That's why I moved to we'll doubles to pickleball. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He loves pickleball. You ever play pickleball, Love Brad? It. It's a hell of a I sport. Yeah, it's great. It is fun. I enjoy it. Uh, pre-game, like what, 6.30 tonight? You got it, man. Hopefully the return of Segura and Felix on the mound against the Rangers. Okay, we had people decide last week, and, and their poll question was, uh, to get through this first inning uh, first inning bugaboo for him, we want to uh, sure. talk to Martinez. We want a live, you know, breathing eagle yep. to be on his shoulder mm. for the first <laughs> inning. I think that's the way we get oh, through stay this. on it. I saw Stay a few on of them on my the first drive. Inning. Yeah, first inning, and then it can go off. Scare him. You fly I off. like that. All right, uh, yeah. we'll see you tonight on Root Sports. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, All Brad. Right. Thanks, guys. There he is. Uh, Brad Adam, Root wow. Sports, brought to you by John Howie Steak. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Breaking news out of the NFL involving the Seattle Seahawks. Brandon Marshall is here. Hopefully they don't bring back that jersey that he is sporting in his Instagram post because that was terrible. So we'll talk about the uh, the Marshall signing, not confirmed yet by the Seahawks. They're in OTAs. And we'll also get a preview of the world-renowned Sounders Weekly Show, hosted by our own Jackson Fox. Back to Puck It and the Gas Man on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Entertaining sports talk. Uh, update of our poll question. Uh, quickly, thanks to Brad Adam of Root Sports. Joining us for his weekly segment, brought to you by John Howie State. He's so smooth. He is, isn't he? Smooth as his hair. He's so great. Uh, he's pretty. He got a sure got a pretty face. He can play basketball, golf. Uh, he can do it all. His family knows a family that has a boat. Suits are always ironed, perfectly crisp and clean. His socks are perfect. Yeah, guy eats a salad like nobody's ever in nobody's business. <laughs> what a- did what did Brad say at twelve twenty fifty bucks to John Howie Steak? Brandon Marshall has signed uh, with your Seattle Seahawks, according to all the reports in his uh, Twitter or excuse me Instagram. Picture of him doing like one of those, what do you call it? It's like Valerie Bert- Bertinelli or something. That little kick, you know, <laughs> the, the running kick. 
And if you want to see any of them, sportsradiocager.com, the Puck and Gas show page, has all of that. Oh, and, more and he's wearing the worst jersey of all time. So who gave, he bought the jersey, obviously, just put on there to, to say that he signed with the Seahawks. Nothing confirmed yet, right, Jackson, from the Seahawks, but everyone nothing, else is confirming yeah, it. Nothing from the Seahawks. All info, sportsradiocager.com. And, Puck and, and gas media, media is allowed to uh, OTAs tomorrow. Yeah, it's open. So... Um, all right, so we got that. Uh, we'll get into that in here in just a second. Curtis is going to come on at 1220, by the 34 way. 34-year-old. 34-year-old Brandon 34-year-old Brandon Martin. His best years are behind him, but whatever. Kick the can on. Kick, what is it? Kick the can or kick the tires? Well, he actually, What's he, the phrase? He kick was, the tires, right? He was decent in 2015. Pretty uh, good year. Fifth, he's got something great. 14 touchdowns. The problem with it is just how bad their receiving core is. And I mean bad, they just don't have a lot of options. I mean, it's Doug Baldwin and that's, I mean, I guess Tyler Lockett, but it's Doug Baldwin and Tyler Lockett. Jerron and, Brown. And so, yeah, and Brown, who they got in the offseason from Arizona. So they just don't have a lot there. That That's the, the, the troubling thing about it. It's uh, So you want to get Brandon Marshall, fine. I mean, whatever. If you bring him in, it's, I think, a one-year deal is what people are reporting. It doesn't hurt anything. No, if it works, it works. If it, yeah, if it pays off, they you know they struck gold one time with Mike Williams. I mean, that, and I can't remember what. Now Mike wasn't thirty four though when they brought him in. I'll, I'll double check how old Mike Williams was. But hey, if if they think it can work out, uh, you know, good for them. But I just don't. I'm not going to get super excited about Brandon Marshall coming into camp for the Seahawks. I'm not going to really expect to see much. From Brandon Marshall. I mean, his best years are behind him. He's been a guy that's had. Now he's corrected his life a little bit, but he's had issues in the in the locker room. Only I mean, only people don't like him. Five games last season. Yeah, ankle injury. Mike yeah. Williams was twenty six when Seattle okay. gave him that trial. So twenty. I thought 26. he was older. Yeah. Wow. So very eight young. years <laughs> younger. And and again, that yeah. one year he was great, and then just went away. So yeah. if you think like if you get super excited, like oh Brandon Marshall is this going to be the guy that you know. Back in the day, was dominating for Denver and then even Miami. No, those years are way behind him. Even though in 2015 with the Jets, when he was 31, he had 1,500 yards and 14 touchdowns. But uh, the last two years, that uh, didn't do anything. Again, only played those five games last year. But again, what's the harm? Mm-hmm. The harm of uh, bringing him in. It just highlights the fact that they desperately need big wide receivers and need any type of talent, and they just don't have any of that and none of it. That's what's kind of the sad situation uh, for them. All right, uh, poll question, our daily poll question. Obviously, because Egan is here, we had to do something around Puyallup because he always talks about Puyallup. Uh, obviously, Joe Kralik is the best thing to come out of Puyallup. What's the second best thing to come out of uh, Puyallup? Uh, 43%, you are still holding strong. Whew. 43% say Chris the Carnies Egan. were making a good push. They were. 34% say Carnies from the fair. 14% say Luke Heward. 9% say uh, Bill Quorum's Nissan. Uh, you can still vote Jason Puckett 20 uh, right now if you'd like to vote there on our daily uh, Twitter poll. Ezra Meeker, the founder. Ezra uh, Meeker. And that's a guy's name. Yeah. F- founder of who? Of Puyallum. Of P- <laughs> I've had a couple texts saying, what about Ezra Meeker? I said, I didn't I didn't make the poll. Puckett did. Oh, I love Shame it. Shame on Puckett for not knowing the name Ezra and Meeker. Our, and the, the folks at 49451 have answered. Uh, the Cheesy Brit in West Seattle. Apparently, Super Deli on 35th Avenue in Barton. So that is down. Yeah, if I if I have a, it's been years since I've lived in West Seattle. I used to uh, stomp around the streets of Delridge, the oh, tough yeah. neighborhood of Delridge. I think that is south, right? That's kind of towards White Center. So t- if you grew up in Delridge, 
If you grew up in Delridge, you come out alive. If you ever spent time in Delridge, <laughs> and you come out alive on the other side of Delridge, you're a good man. You can get out of Milton. You can get out of you can get out of Delridge. You can get out of Milton. You, sh- I don't think you can get out of Packwood. But I think so. You you're going to be doing there. shows now in Packwood and one in West Seattle. Uh yeah. Uh, someone said, "Hey, he can block downfield uh, for Brandon Marshall." Oh, that's good. Perfect. He can block downfield. That's what we want him for. Brandon Marshall. Why'd you bring him here? So he can block downfield. Block downfield. Uh, Curtis uh, Crabtree, our Seahawks reporter, uh, our reporter in general, joined us in the 12 o'clock hour. Lunch with listeners brought to you by the Other Coast Cafe. Best word to describe the Mariners. What is it? And also we'll ask you, are you tired of the Cavs and the Warriors? Uh, Lunch with listeners coming up next after headlines with the great, the fabulous, the talented, the good-looking Curtis Mm, Calhoun. Bring it, Curtis.